Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Welcome to an all-new episode of the Theater Podcast: Intimate Personal Conversations with the Industry's Biggest Names. I'm your host, Alan Seals. Our guest today for this episode is Zoe Jensen. Who is currently Kay Howard in the Broadway production of Six? You've seen her, of course, as uh, Eliza the National Tour of Hamilton. She was on Broadway in Dear Evan Hansen. And uh, just a delight to get to know and a delight to meet. Uh, did you know her first name's Lana? Yeah, you'll find out other facts like that and many more in the episode. So we'll dive right in. Listen. Uh, no, not listen. You are listening. Like, subscribe, and share <laughs> the podcast uh, wherever you are listening now with your friends, whoever you're sitting next to. I'm on X. I don't know how much longer I'll be on X, but I am. Um, you know, formerly Twitter, threads, Instagram, TikTok, all the places. Facebook? Yeah, I'm still there, I guess. Everybody, please enjoy this episode now with Zoe Jensen. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Here you go. One, two, three... Today's guest was most recently seen as Eliza Hamilton in the first national tour of Hamilton, you guessed it, and on the Broadway production of Dear Evan Hansen, an Illinois native. She has now joined the ranks, rewriting her story eight times a week on Broadway as Kay Howard. Zoe Jensen is here and the fun's begun. Welcome to the theater podcast. Yes, thank you for having me. Uh, so Illinois, Illinois, um, mm-hmm. Rockford to be specific. Did I get that right? That's right. All right. So little Zoe, like where did were you singing? Were you dancing? Were you uh, were you taking apart computers like I was? Like what what <laughs> led you start us off and and uh, paint the picture? Yeah. So. I've always been singing since I was like a very, very little girl. There are literally videos of me from like two years old singing. I've always loved music. And growing up, I took violin lessons and I was in, you know, all the school choirs and and all that stuff. So music has definitely always been a big thing for me. Um, When I was in middle school, I took my first drama class. And it was the end of the school year. And my drama teacher, Carolyn Cadigan, um, took me aside one day and was like, hey, I can tell that you're like kind of into this. Like there's <laughs> going to be this summer production um, hosted by the Boys and Girls Club. If, if you've heard of that, the Boys and Girls Club is hosting um, a production of The Wizard of Oz over the summer. And they're doing open auditions. It's for kids of all ages from all schools. I think that it would be really fun if you auditioned. Um, I was I just kind of did it to have something to do over the summer and to maybe make some friends. I was a pretty shy kid. Um, but I ended up really, really falling in love with performing. Um, and then from then on, I was always a part of like 
the school plays or if there was a show over the summer, I would always try to do that. I tried a lot of sports in school. I can't say I'm, I was good at them, but I tried <laughs> them, okay? And I tried all the clubs and I tried everything and I really felt at home with theater. So when the time came for me to graduate high school, I was like, I think that I'm just gonna like try and major in musical theater. And if I don't like it, I can always change my mind. Uh, but I thought that I would give it a shot. And that's kind of how I got started with all this. That was, wow. Well, that's not started. That's starting and finishing because that's basically where we are now. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Like you said, you were a shy kid. So I'm always, I'm always curious what it is about performing, especially singing, that, um, uh, that attracts people who are, are, I guess, more introverted or more shy to this sort of thing where literally you're on stage in front of hundreds or thousands of people in in extremely vulnerable states of mind. I know, it's, it's so funny because I've met so many fellow actors who also say that they're very introverted and very shy. I don't, I don't know what it is, but as a shy person, what I'll say is when I'm, on, when I'm performing or you know, singing or anything, that really feels like a very authentic moment that I can express myself. Um, yeah, or maybe we're just really in tune with our feelings or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But are, I know a lot of shy people. <laughs> are you are you an only child? I I am an only child. Yes. So music was very much like something that I did to entertain myself because I was by myself a lot. Oh, wow. And then like were your parents uh were they encouraging that? I I always had a mother who was like, "We enjoy that you're singing, but make sure you always have something that's really going to earn money." <laughs> Yes, it was kind of like that. My parents from a very uh, young age really wanted me to do a lot of extracurricular activities. And I think that they, while my parents aren't musicians or, you know, my dad always says he can't carry a tune in a bucket. And I can attest to that. <laughs> but um, they've always been lovers of the arts. And so very, from a very young age, I was put into those opportunities. And I don't think that they thought it would go this far. I think that when it came down for me to decide to go to college for something, um, I was also considering going to school for journalism. I think that they were really, really wanting me to do that. But I really appreciate that they trusted me <laughs> with this because it's going okay. So if you had gone into journalism, what type of journalism do you think you would have done? Well, when I was in college, I actually ended up minoring in journalism. And my concentration was new media I don't remember what it was called anymore, but it was something along those lines. So like I, my absolute goal when I was growing up, was like, I wanted to write a blog or, you know, articles for like online or things like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Something like that. Well, how about you and I, uh, make the Zoe Jensen herstory power hour and it's a po in podcast form. So, yes. so, or power, power half hour, power at a 10 minutes, power, power minutes. <laughs> so 10 minute episodes where you're just doing little facts of female trivia, female powered, female focused and trivia. I, I'll support yes. that. I will produce the crap out of that. So you let me know. <laughs> but then, uh, so where'd you go to, to school? You said you were majoring in theater. So where did you go to, yeah. to college? I went to, I went to college at Southern Illinois University, Carbondale. Right. And then... If I was stalking Instagram correctly, you joined the Hamilton tour at 23, which would be right out of college, I did. yeah? Um, well, right after college, I spent a little bit of time in Cincinnati, Ohio. I did some children's theater there. And then um, I went to New York for a little bit. I did an off-Broadway show. And then I did Hamilton. Interesting how you have to come to New York to get the show that takes you away from New York. Right? right? Yes. Yeah. That's, that's hard. It's really hard, I think. Um, 
like as a as and we we kind of got uh i was gonna say as a, as a working um person as a working actor in a committed relationship or even as somebody with children right because i was just talking with laura bell bundy and lily cooper about like being working moms now because they're about to open the cottage here on broadway so this being mm. working moms and having to be away from your partners and your kids and whoever the case is so um I don't know where I was going with this, but it's a hard life to take take you away from from New York. Absolutely. I feel like this time of my life was a really perfect time for me to go on tour because I think it's a great thing for young actors to get to do in general is tour. When you don't have a mortgage yet, maybe when you don't have a family, even though it's definitely possible, I definitely toured with people that had families, but it's a great time before you have a lot of responsibilities. <laughs> Dude, adulting sucks. I just want it to does. put that out there. Does it? Yeah. Adulting it sucks. It does. Then you, yeah, the mortgage and then the homeowner's insurance and even renter's insurance. Uh, God. Uh, and taxes. Blah, blah, blah. All, all right. this stuff. And SAG strikes and all sorts of things you have to worry about. <laughs> um, so Hamilton, you were with that show, what, 650 shows, 29 cities over three years. Yes, that's right. There you <laughs> go. So... Did you come into the tour as Eliza? I did, yes, as Eliza in Philadelphia. And I was with it through the when the shutdown happened. So during the pandemic, I was just waiting, getting ready, and then came back with it. Well, what happened during the, the shutdown? Um, did you know, I mean, was there any sort of indication from the production team or like did the cast, were you guys doing Zoom calls or anything? Like, yes. it, oh, we're going to see you in two weeks, right? Like that, it'll be it's just a temporary thing. I know, you know, we kept having these company-wide Zoom meetings where we were like, okay, we're hoping for in a few months. And then sure enough, we'd have another Zoom call. Okay, well, we're waiting. But what I will say is that um, Hamilton as a whole really made us feel very secure that like you are going to have your job when we come back. We're on a pause, but we will come back. Do you, um, I guess doing a show like Hamilton that is now, or I mean, anything that tours like this you're talking about cats or a phantom or anything like this is is uh i guess where are you learning it and what are the standards for the tours compared to the broadway productions because sometimes you're touring while broadway's still happening if the show is fortunate enough to be that successful and sometimes the tour doesn't start until after the show closes so like like into the woods that that is happening now and but like hamilton's got what three or four like three, I think, North American tours alone, yeah. and then there's international tours, and it's still on Broadway. Like, what's the standard mm -hmm. that keeps it all in sync? Well, I think that it, it it starts out with, like, let's just say the dance team, for example. You know, there's, like, the dance supervisor, and then there are these, I don't really know what position you would call them, but basically they travel company to company and make sure that we're keeping it pretty universal. But you know what? At the end of the day, every company is going to have their little isms. That's just the way it it goes no matter what but um yeah typically when you're on tour like every few weeks you'll have a dance supervisor or alex lacamoire or tommy kale will come in and make sure that we're keeping to like a certain standard that they have for the show oh that's so cool i didn't realize that the broadway crew the broadway creatives are still there like making sure that yeah. polishing and, and cleaning and I can't necessarily say that it's every single show that's like that, but we were very, very fortunate in that way that, that we got to really work with them. And um, I was also really lucky because I know you were asking about like how you get started, how you learn. A lot of people learn on the road 
they'll just join in the city that the tour happens to be at. Um, when I booked this show, when I booked Hamilton, I was doing Dear Evan Hansen at the time. So because they couldn't ship me off right away, what I did was I rehearsed in the Hamilton Broadway rehearsal studio in the mornings. And then I would go do Dear Evan Hansen at night. So I was really grateful that they worked around my schedule. Wait, they have their own rehearsal studio? That's they a- do. It's They Jeez. do. And it's called King's College. It's so cool. <laughs> and it and it's it's so cute. And I, oh my God, I was so star, starstruck when I walked in the first time. You know, they have little Hamilton art all over the place. And they have the turntable really, really marked out. And yeah, yeah. I think it's really important to have a really... Um, like a home base, especially because they have all these different productions, you know, like let's have a place where we can all go. <laughs> well, that's interesting. Um, and then it was kind of leading me to, to my next question about the universal swing. Cause you brought up, you brought up that, that like um, there's universal positions, which yeah. um, I don't think was, was formally recognized as a thing until basically the last year, year and a half or so when, Broadway, or the industry had to start coming back and yeah. you would have enough people, including your swings or alternates or standbys that all were sick for one reason or another. And then you had to bring in your standbys or alternates from another production to perform that night and then fly out and go do it again somewhere else the next day. Yeah, exactly. Yet again, another reason why it's so important for us to at least have a similar structure. I, I can remember being on the road with Hamilton, whether it be for COVID or for anything else, and we would have a universal who would sometimes go on that night. And, you know, in that moment, like for me, they're the most important person that I'm like, I need to make sure that your show, you know what I mean, that we can keep everything normal so that you know exactly what you need to do. Because that is a tricky job that I could not imagine doing. <laughs> and when I saw when I saw six, I'm, I'm pulling up the cast list. I saw, I saw you last week. Oh, um, no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Took the kids. They love it. <laughs> Um, the kids, the kids love, love the, the cast album, by the way. Um, oh, yay! <laughs> and they're, <laughs> I just like, they love, they love the interlude, um, House of Holbein. No way! <laughs> yeah, that's their favorite. That I'm like, so can funny. we listen to the dancey song, please? I'm like, yeah, yeah, you got it. You got it, boys. You got it. Uh, that is funny. But, um, yeah, I saw, I, I forget, I'm apologizing, I forget the name, but, um, uh, 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 queen number three uh, was okay. was the swing. Oh right, yes. And if if you saw it during the week, you would have seen Aubrey Madelon. Yes. And if you would have seen it on the weekend, you would have seen Christina Leopold. Yeah, we have some Aubrey. incredible Aubrey. alternates. Yes. Yeah, just f- absolutely phenomenal. And I again want to give shout out after shout out after kudos after high yes. fives to standbys alternates and and understudies and everybody because literally. You can't have a show these days without all of that. And a show like Six, Agreed. where everyone's on stage the entire show, yeah. you got you got to be on your shit. That's right. That's right. No, they really save. They have saved shows on so many occasions. They are superheroes. But for you, I guess coming off of, I mean, geez, Dear Evan Hansen is a big show. Going mm-hmm. into Hamilton, which is a big show, <laughs> and now. You're in six, which is another big show. <laughs> yes. Like your career trajectory and you're still, uh, you know, in your, in, I would suggest mid twenties ish. mid, mm-hmm. yeah. And <laughs> your career is just like kind of exploding now. And do you, do you look, how often do you look behind you and be like, holy crap, this is where I All am the time. Now? Really? All the time. 
Yes, I'm just like I it sh- it surprises me to this day. I am just like so unbelievably grateful. I never saw this coming. <laughs> like literally never. So I I yeah, I'm really grateful. Well, how how I guess what's the gravitas? Do you feel the the is it stressful or is it just kind of normal now to step into the role of of K Howard? Um, on this show that is so well loved and looked at and admired, um, especially by by young women and young performers of all types who want to come up and and start performing uh, pop style on musical theater these days. Yeah, um, you know, I think I got a little bit of it in Hamilton because Hamilton was really where I experienced like okay. The people in the audience more than likely know the show and they have a certain expectation of what you're going to be doing. How are you going to negotiate working with that versus also work, making something that's true to yourself and like being confident in how you stand in a role that people know? Hmm. You know what I mean? So I think that I got a lot of practice with that. I kind of was ready for that in this in this next role. Um, it's been so fun because fandoms of different shows carry have different personalities. And for Six, it is a safe space of like extreme positivity where I will say in Hamilton a lot of it was like comparing people to think who would be the best and in six it's very much like let's embrace every single version that's out there um which I think is also just a real a, a treat um oh you mean the but, fan, the fans are doing that yeah the fan yeah. the fans are, are embracing everything oh I love that I really yeah love it's that. actually a very very it's it's a wonderful experience and like some people might think like oh how much does the fandom impact your job in this job especially I mean our social medias are flooded with extremely kind words you know all, all the time but um yeah I was I was definitely nervous to step into it especially being on Broadway yeah. you know what I mean I'm like okay I'm in New York like who is gonna come see the show and again I know that you know we replaced a very iconic cast. Um, we just did Broadway in Bryant Park yesterday, which was amazing. And we were watching a reference video from the original cast to, to just make sure that we knew what we needed to do. And I, yet again, was just like watching them in awe. Like, I totally understand why people just are obsessed with them. I'm obsessed with them. And to be able to come after Sam is like literally such, a, such an honor. Um, but yeah, just feeling the support and like knowing that like I'm going to take my time to find my Kay Howard. You know, that's one of the blessings and luxuries of getting to be in a role for so long is like, from the, at least from behind the scenes, it's very much an energy of like, you're not gonna have it all on, on the first show. This is a thing that you're gonna grow into. And I've really been enjoying that process of, of growing into it. Um, and you know, I mentioned that I was shy. And if anyone's seen the show, Kay <laughs> Howard is not shy. Nope, I was literally and that has been. That. Yes, and that has been a big thing for me personally that I have had to work on for myself and be like, okay, you gotta just you gotta go out there and fake it till you make it with that stuff, you know. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's been a great experience so far. We're gonna take a short break. Stay tuned for more of the episode. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Got your happy price, price line. I was going to actually bring up that, that the, I mean, I've seen, I saw uh, the original cast several times and then after seeing uh, the new cast last week, um, the way the way that that your K Howard is presented is much more um and there's no wrong way i'm not saying i like one way or the other obviously but uh, i i noticed that yours was very more uh, much more um i guess subliminal i want i i want to say like it wasn't it, it, it was like oh like you you were aiming you were leaning into the um the quiet part of 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 the role um sure if I'm making sense at all, I'm tr- like, you understand what I'm saying? It was very much I totally like, do. like you want, you genuinely want to make connections with these guys that you're talking about. Oh, yes. Right. Well, here's the thing. It's like, you know, I think you're talking about like that monologue before my song, right? Yeah. For example, yeah. I feel like you could take that multiple ways and it's funny either way. You could straight up roast the person that you're talking to. Sometimes the approach that I like to take that I've gotten a lot of assistance with, with our resident director is like concern. Like, oh my gosh. And like letting the words come out of the comedy, you know what I mean? And that contrast, that's something I definitely like to lean into. Um, and again, I, I I am a different human than the person who I replaced. I am a different height. I am a different vibe, you know what I mean? And I knew that like I am going to infuse myself into this. There's no point in me trying to act like someone else because it's not going to look authentic. Mm-hmm. And if there's anything that this show needs in this pop diva absurd world it's a little bit of authenticity with like you you know Mm -hmm. and the and all of the the cast have you guys um were you all part of the final the stages of going through the auditions and everything because i i love for this particular show and i i hope it's the same and and for you uh, get to experience it that you're you're auditioning with people who are most likely up for the same roles as you but you're there to support each other Yes. Um, So I didn't audition with everyone that's in my show now, but I was in the audition with Christina and Aubrey, the two alternates that I was just speaking about earlier. And, um, but also, even though we didn't like audition together, we definitely like went through this process together. You know, for, for those at home who don't know, it was a complete cast change when we all joined, which I thought was a really wonderful idea because this show really needs cohesion. Um, but yeah, it was. It's honestly a very special experience that I haven't really experienced before. Um, we really have like stuck together, and our bond is like the best part of this show, in my opinion. The uh, upstage when you're not, you know, on mic or or whatnot. Like, are you are you still talking to each other? Are you like genuinely um, <laughs> trying supporting each other and whatnot? Because it, 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 it is such a sisterhood. Are. It is. It is a sisterhood, and it is real. Um, and we always support each other through our different phases phases and through our different chapters because you know actors are people and we go through our own stuff you know right now the thing that i feel like as a collective we're going through is it's summer it is so hot and you know these old theaters somehow don't really you know it gets it gets so hot on stage and so like we're supporting each other through that and like telling each other if like some we're always worried about our makeup right because we have to wear this <laughs> heavy makeup in this summer heat and we don't have time off stage to look at a mirror so it's like i know that i have my my girls have my back emotionally but they also have my back if my eyeliner is running you know what i mean we are we are a very supportive bunch <laughs> have you had um i guess how long have you 
have you been in the role so far? Like when I don't remember when the cast change happened. Um, we started December fifth, so we're probably like seven, seven and a half months in. Right, right. And looking, I guess looking back at that, like the um, have have you guys grown together as personal friends and as castmates as well as like finding all finding different moments um as your characters because you're all so playful with each other on stage as well like it 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 seems like you you do a good job of making it seem organic i wonder how much (laughs) of it actually is every night i have to tell you it is so real sometimes we're even playing too much on stage um (laughs) you know i like it's it's so true like i think about a two-show day like we really it's like we could take a break and we could all leave the theater and like go on a walk but instead we all stay in the theater together and like eat together and hang out and it's like somehow we don't really get tired of each other (laughs) um but no i i think that the connection that people see on stage is like very very real (laughs) sometimes too real (laughs) when i was uh maybe four um my parents started me out with piano lessons um that didn't, I mean, I was, I was okay at that. I think that's, that was really one of my first experiences of like understanding music. Um, but then when I was like seven, um, oh, my school had like connections with string programs and things like that. So they were like, why don't we try and get her into like a violin lesson? And yeah, it kind of, kind of stuck for a while. And I kept with it till I graduated high school. Well, oh, so the, the violin, do you still play violin? I don't really play anymore. First off, my nails are far too long to be able to do that now. And I haven't picked it up in a while, but occasionally for an audition here and there, like maybe it'll call for like a little fiddle or something like that. I can I can whip out a little Bach if I need to. You, I think you would be a very good uh, girl in Once. Thank you. That's, that's honestly a show I'd love to do. Exactly. Stuff like that I feel like I could kind of do, but you won't see me doing a whole concerto nowadays <laughs> yeah no i i love i love all of that the the ability to play uh to play and sing and perform <clears throat> the ability to play and sing and perform all at the same time is something that i've never had and i'm so envious of of people <laughs> who can do that and and well i guess do that and make it good that's the, that's the interesting <laughs> part right so between, yes. I guess I'll throw out some fun questions. That in the mean, in the meantime, um, between shows on a Saturday or something, two show a day. What's do you have a go to snack? What's your favorite uh, dinner? Um, we will lately. I've been so obsessed. Have you had kung fu steamed bun ramen or something? It's like on forty something. Apparently, it was rated like some of the best soup dumplings in New York. Lately, um, we've been loving ordering soup dumplings between shows. Sometimes we'll order a salad from Chopped, or we love like Fresh from Hell. I think is on Forty Seventh Street. We, I know, I know. Uh, we love, we love a juice or like an acai bowl at the theater, and we also always keep snacks in my dressing room specifically. I'm Filipino, and I love bringing Asian snacks to work just to like share with my coworkers. And so there's always a sweet treat in my room somewhere. Oh, I thought I I knew. Um... Yeah, uh, there was Asian Asian heritage in your family. Um, yes. So where did the where did the um, I guess it, what do you have the story of your family coming to Illinois? Oh, so the whole story is my mom was born in the Philippines, and my dad 
was born in the United States, but she eventually moved here um, for a better life. And, and that's how they met. And uh, they lived in California, and that's where they had me. And then for a few years, we went and we lived in China for my dad's job. And that's where I took piano lessons for a short time. Then we came back to Rockford, Illinois. And that's where I spent the majority of my childhood growing up. Why Rockford? Is it, did your dad have family? Um, it, my dad works within like aerospace. Well, he's retired now. But back in the day, he worked with a company that, worked in, that was in California. They had a plant in China. So he helped set that up there. And then... The they had a location in Illinois, and he relocated there. So not theater, not journalism. No. You would do aerospace? <laughs> you know, what's funny is my dad used to take me flying when I was young. I've always kind of wanted to, he really wanted me to learn how to fly a plane, and he would be up there, and sometimes I would take the, well, I guess you don't call it the wheel. I don't the, know what the you yoke, call it. The yoke, right? Isn't it the yoke? Yeah, I have no idea. But um, yeah, we we love we love aerobatics in our family. Oh well, that's fun. So did you go to like air airplane shows, like um, the fly? You know, the we air went shows to a few. Yeah, we went to a couple, I think. Um, and my dad used to do like the aerobatics. Um, oh, he was a pilot. But my dad, he he used to fly. Yes, um, and he also loves cars. Uh, he he loves and cars and trains. Oh yeah, I bet. <laughs> That's so that's so cool. Yeah. And then seeing the direction that you went in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And my mom's a nurse. So I think I really stressed them out when I was like, I think I want to sing and dance for a living. They're like, are you sure? Um, but again, they definitely trusted me. <laughs> that That's cool. As a parent, I get that when you see something that the kids really love like it's hard to get them to do anything they don't want to do so when you find something that they do want to do you're like fine go ahead go ahead we're going to take a short break stay tuned for more of the episode obviously you're i mean i guess your musical the musical theater side of life the 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 drive for singing the drive for uh the arts has did it come from any of them? Do any of them, are they doing like well, artistic kind of things outside of, I guess, aerospace, if it's, depending on what it is, could be a bit uh, artistic. And yeah. Designy. You know, my, my, my dad's mom, who I, I never met, passed before uh, he even met my mom, was a poet oh. um, in Norway. And her grandfather, I believe her grandfather, wrote the National Hymn Book for Norway. So I feel like there's some creativity in our blood a little bit, but no one that I directly, you know, my parents aren't necessarily like creative, creative. But you know what I will say about my parents, especially my dad, is that I think that like I really watched him when I was growing up. He has old cars and I watched him like on weekends, like work on something. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. and, and build something. And that. It, you're, you're absolutely right earlier. That's creativity, you know? And I think that while I love musical theater, definitely my favorite thing to do in life is just learn stuff. I love to do, you know what I mean? I love to tinker. I love to craft. And I think that I definitely got that from him and like seeing his focus um, on really working on something. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a work ethic. Like having, having the work ethic to, um, to, to design something, see it through and finish it. Because I, I forget, mm -hmm. I forget what it's called. Isn't it some sort of like psychological thing where you're just unable to finish things? Yeah, 
I forget what it's called. I know, I know what you mean. I don't, yeah. I, don't I'm, I can't think of what it's called, but I know, I know what you mean. Interesting. Well, I don't know, but um, obviously you're just like I'm singing. I'm going to college. I'm going to do it, and fuck, <laughs> fuck journalism. And now I'm on Broadway. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are your? Do you have any like uh, perfect roles? Any dream roles other than in once? Like after um, doing six for a year or so? Yeah. If I had my absolute goal of like what I would love, 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 I would love to originate a role. Yeah. Um, that would be the absolute. Um, I look at my friend Lorna Courtney, who's Juliet and Anne Juliet, and I would love to do something like that. Uh, bring something new. and um, but, but for roles that are already created, uh, Glinda and Wicked would be like an absolute yes for me. I would love to do that. Um, things like Once, where I get to show a little bit of a different side. Um, yeah, yeah. Or just, I love a pop rock musical. Those are my favorite kind of uh, musicals to sing, a pop rock moment. Hmm. Yeah, you'd be you'd be very good in Wicked. You'd be very good in, in Anne Juliet, too. I think, I mean, I'm calling it Anne Juliet's going to be around for a while. That's that's not going anywhere. So I oh, think, yeah. I think you're going to have your chance. You'd be, a, you'd be a good Anne Hathaway, too. Oh, that's, oh, yes. That's the name of the role. I was like, Anne Hathaway. But yes, that is the name of Betsy Wolf's character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, I would love if like for some reason Heather's came to Broadway. Like I would want to do like a Veronica, something like that, mm. you know? So that, I think that would be a lot of fun. But, you know, we'll see. What do you do? Um, like, uh, I, I always say like, if you're not outside your comfort zone, you're not learning, you're not pushing yourself. Do you have something that you're doing? Oh, that's something else that I wanted to bring up was the in, the intention cards that you're looking at before you close. <gasps> yes. Right. So. Going back, like maybe that's tying into pushing yourself into trying new things and learning. But um, I do want to know if it's not the intention cards, what you do do to push yourself and learn. But let's talk about the intention cards first, because I that saw your post so about that, that and I thought it was really cool. Yes. The, oh, my gosh. That, that is so funny that you're bringing that up, because that really is a part of something that I've been really trying to work on lately, which is it sounds silly, but it's just like inner peace. You know, uh, Broadway is very chaotic and tricky and. You know, I, I know that some people might look at, you know, a Broadway actor schedule and think, okay, like on the weekdays, you have the whole day off and then you have the show, you can do so much. But like, there really is something about the fact that the show is taking up so much of your brain space that it feels like you almost have to actively find things to do outside of work mm. or else you're going to like go crazy. Like really, like it's, it, it can be like a lot, you can get burnt out. And so, so something, especially when you're doing a job like, a Broadway show where you're doing, you're on the same spot every day. You're singing the same note. It can feel very robotic if you're not careful, you know? And so something that I've been working on is things like meditating and like really getting myself grounded before the show and feeling very grateful that I get to do it, you know? And the intention cards help me because I love to kind of have an extra thing to like focus on and a reminder um, while I'm going, going through my day. Yeah, um, that's something that I've been really working on. And then other things that I like to do outside of work um, I have ever since being in six, I have a new apartment to myself and I've really enjoyed, um, getting to, uh, design my own space. <laughs> I, I've been waiting for this for a long time. Um, I have a cat and she takes up a lot of my time cause she is my child Poppy? and, uh, Poppy. Poppy yeah. Yes. Poppy. Uh, she, she's been a really, really great companion. Um, and then, you know, one, one of my favorite things to do, especially being in New York where you can just like walk everywhere is I just really like to make sure to get outside and just explore different areas and like 
you know, my my ideal day would be like to just explore and like stop in a little bakery and get a little treat and like walk around, you know, and like go to a little <laughs> small store and like see. Those are my favorite things to do to kind of like fill up my cup. That's, that's uh, no pun intended. That sounds like an Anne Hathaway movie. No, you're right. It's like, I'm going to go to, uh, I'm going to go check out this bakery and that my friend owns. And then I'm going to go get my nails done. And then I'm going to the focus. Yeah. Meditate at the park, whatever the case is. What the intention cards, are they, um, uh, are they just like, think about the color yellow or something like, or what, Uh, what are they? And how do you, do you incorporate them into the shows? So they're actually not mine. They're my dressing roommate, Taylor's. Um, but they are a little bit more, and they're, the theme of the cards is a little bit more like religious. We don't really use it in that way, but he uses words like divine and God Mm -hmm. and things like that. But a lot of the words are like focus, intention, uh, independence, trust, things like that, that are, that I really need reminders on a lot of the time. Um, yeah. And, I, and not, not necessarily that I put them in my show, like in my character, but those are just things that I can help remind myself to like keep me grounded. Because the other thing is like, yes, we do it every day, but it's still, uh, I get very nervous all the do time. Do you really? So. You still get stage fright? Yeah. Not necessarily stage fright, but it's just this like, I know that I'm about to do something really important that I really care about, that I know that people care about. And like, I think it's a mix of adrenaline, but there's there's a little bit of nerves there. And honestly, if you asked any of my castmates, they would probably say the same thing because we definitely talk about it. I think the other thing, too, is it's the fact that it's a show that you don't leave the stage. Right. Like, I remember being in Hamilton and being like, okay, Skylar Sisters, who I'm nervous, but you know what? I'm going to have a second to go off stage, take a breath, drink some water. There is something about the fact that you just have to keep going. It feels very much like you're about to go on a really scary ride and like the thing comes down and you're like, okay, well, I'll see you on the other side. Um, but you know, I, I always consider my nerves to be a sign of like excitement and that I care. Um, and sometimes those grounding words can really help remind myself, um, that I can, I can be calm. I can be calm through that. (laughs) That's so cool. I, and I, I love that. Like, I love that you still do get nervous because it, it just goes to show, right, that even at, like, the level where you are, it's it's stressful. It's hard. It is. And and I think it's uh, it's easily judged and not in a good way. And just to be able to have a positive mindset and look through that, look past that, it's such a, it's such a strong thing to be able to develop at, at I think, in, you know, such an early stage in your career because you're going to be yeah. able to hold on to that and just, like, develop thicker skin and just focus on what you really love and what you really want out of the career, out of your role, out of your life. And I think it's brilliant. I agree. I agree. I think it's so important for actors to be transparent about these anxieties. I can remember Patty Murin when she was in Frozen. I think she had an article that came out about anxiety and I, I don't necessarily deal with it on that scale, but I, I can I can definitely understand how it would affect your work. <laughs> that was, uh, that, yeah, I interviewed her for this podcast years ago um and we talked about exactly that because she had just written about it and yeah she was like she's be in the middle of solos and have straight up panic attacks on stage that nobody would ever see because she had to keep it together and continue mm-hmm. performing but inside she was just destroying herself yeah it can be tricky but i'll tell you what in this show specifically 
that is, I think, another reason why you see our connection is so strong because we really feel, and this is so genuine, that we can look at each other and like get through this together if things get scary, you know? Um, yeah, I think that's definitely the way that we get through. That's fun. Um, one one thing that I wanted to ask about that's completely stupid, but when you uh, when you leave the show between shows or something, and you still have the giant pink <laughs> eyeliner on, do you get recognized? You know, I either get recognized or there was one time I went out and my makeup looked crazy, and I had my headphones on but no music, and I heard three different people tell me just walking on the street like, "I like your makeup." And I was like, what? <laughs> um, but sometimes people definitely recognize me. But I think they think I'm crazy. Because sometimes it's like my outfit does not match the pink. Like it does not make any sense. But I know that some people are out there thinking that girl really put a lot of effort into her makeup today. Good for her. <laughs> Good for her. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I definitely feel a little weird um, going on the subway in my makeup. Because I definitely get some weird looks. There was one time that a little girl... Um, was like whispering to her mom and was I a little hurt? Yes. <laughs> but I knew she was like, what is going on? And I had all these gems on my face. Um, so typically I'll wash my face if I take the train. <laughs> oh, that's cool. I mean, you know, the, you just like have a little sign that says like, it's for my job. It's for my job. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> but I've seen weirder things. So I would, again. See, that's true. We are in New York. So that's not the weirdest thing that someone has seen today. Riding the subway uh, on or around Halloween is one of the best experiences you can ever give yourself. No, you're so right. You're so right. It's like, wow, it's a toss up of what you're going to see. Yesterday when I was on the train, <laughs> I saw two really funny things. I saw a man. <laughs> I saw a man with a Haagen-Dazs pint of cherry vanilla ice cream just eating it with a spoon <laughs> while standing. <laughs> I saw that. And then I mean, it was I hot. It was a hot day. I get it. <laughs> it was hot. And you yeah. got to do what you got to do. And props to you on the good taste. But um, there was another lady who had a napkin. And, I, and she kept covering her face. And I was like, what are you doing? And then I realized I think she was trying to use it as a mask. And I was like, that's not how this works. No. But anyways, you'll see the, you'll see the silliest things that will just tickle you no. on the one train. No, I, I've seen so many things, including animals and inappropriate behavior. And, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, welcome to New York. It's great. <laughs> All right. So three questions I ask everyone to wrap up the episodes. The first one, just very simply, is what motivates you? What motivates me is, number one, a legacy for my family. And number two is I know that there are little girls looking at me. And even if it's just one who relates to me, like I know that it's important for her to see me. Um put myself out there in the best way that I can. Mm. What advice would you give to your younger self and younger people listening now, starting out down a similar path? Um, to me, I would say, don't worry so much. Like, just have fun. Let, like, relax and enjoy. Like, it'll work out. Um, for anyone who wants to do this, I would say, do not. It's, I, I think it's important to look at other people, look up to people, but do not compare. You're how you think it's going to go or how you want it to go, I promise you is not how it's going to go. And that's like, okay. Cause it's actually going to be better if you really like focus in on it. It's, it always ends up being better. Um, but I would say don't compare your path and like be open to opportunities around you. Um, I think that it can be so easy for someone to limit themselves because they don't want to do something because maybe they're embarrassed to do it or maybe it doesn't pay what they want. You know, I think sometimes there are moments like be open to the opportunities because I wouldn't be here if I wasn't open to opportunities. Mm. 
I love that. Yeah, it's saying saying yes to unknowns is scary and it's hard, but it, like I, but it can I really think be worth it. You only fail if you if you don't try. That's right. Yeah. All right. Last question. This is super hard. If you could only see one show for the rest of your life, but you can see it as many <gasps> times as you want, what would you see? Oh my gosh. I might have to say Wicked, and I know everyone's like, ah, Wicked, Bonnie. <laughs> but no, really, though, that was the first show that I saw. I think it's magical. If I, if I could only see it one musical for the rest of my life, I would want it to be something that I could come to when I want to watch a spectacle. And I think Wicked is a spectacle, um, and I, the music is powerful, and I just love it. Mm. All right, where can we find you online on the socials? Follow me on Instagram, Lana Zoe Jensen. And you can follow me on TikTok, but I post once every 12 years or so. So who knows if I'll be on there. But Instagram is definitely the place to find me. Is Lana your actual first name? Lana's my first name. Oh. Yes. So you went middle middle and last for your stage name? Yeah. Well, you know, I've, I've never gone by Lana. Like, I don't even, I never remember ever being called Lana. I think that they just thought Lana Zoe sounded better than Zoe Lana. Okay. Lana Zoe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're Zoe to me. That's that's how it that's is. That's right. All right. <laughs> and you got to get on threads. That's the hot new thing. All the kids are you on You know, it. I am on threads. I, I've recently signed up for it. I'm ready for this new new thing. I think it's going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, let, when we're done recording, let's take a, a picture together and then we'll post it cool. on threads. That could be your, your first thing. All right. Yes. Find me. Okay. Cool. Find My me on threads. Thread. Find me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook. It's all out there. Um, leave a rating and a review wherever you're listening. Thank you to Jukebox the Ghost for the intro and outro music you are hearing right now underneath us. And Lana Zoe, thank you so much for this wonderful you. chat. You've been such a pleasure. Yes, I'm so happy I have to do this. Thank you. Take a deep breath, make the world a little colorful. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.